I record this episode of the Pork and Feed the Birds on unceded Indigenous lands. And I begin this episode, as I do all my episodes, by acknowledging and paying my respects to the community and the elders of the land that I recorded on without stipulating exactly which lands I recorded on. Little security precaution, you'll understand. It always was and it always will be Aboriginal land and I'm very grateful to record and to contribute to activism and to do my thing on it. Comrades, nice to see you. I'm sorry that I haven't been with you for a little while. I'm going to get on to something to do with my podcast scheduling matters in but a moment. But I want to begin with saying that Palestine needs your help, something you should not need any introduction to by now. Of course, Palestine needs your help. You cannot be there, but you can be here in Australia. And you can attend in real life activism to help place pressure on our government to in turn place pressure on Israel. If you can't do that, yes, there are many other options. Many of the pages that I'll mention in just a moment have put up options in terms of writing to your local politicians and other lobbying groups to get them to place pressure on the federal government to in turn place sanctions and such on Israel. But if you can attend IRL activism, then you should. That's your duty, comrade. It ain't a hobby. It's a duty. Now, it's only Monday, the 24th of May, the year of our Lord, 2021 so far so i don't have a full list of the upcoming free palestine rallies this coming weekend for you yet they tend to get organized and then placed up online in the form of facebook events and such as the week goes by but i'm going to read out to you the ones that have already been organized that i have found friday 28th of may 5 p.m forest place and that's in perth western australia In Victoria, Saturday the 29th of May, 1pm at the State Library. A rally, please. In Adelaide, South Australia, Friday 28th of May, 5pm at the sweetly named Beehive Corner. Later on in Brisbane, there's a BDS organisation meeting, discussion. That's boycott, divestment and sanctions, the three processes that people undertake to place pressure on corporate power in Israel and in turn government power. That discussion on how you can contribute and be involved in that is being held on Tuesday the 8th of June at 6pm in the QCU building. That's the Queensland Council of Unions building in Brisbane. Now, as I say, not all of those events up so far, so you may be wondering... If you haven't already been involved in IRL activism related to Palestine, uh, given the brutality being enacted on them by the State of Israel at the moment, you may be wondering, well, how do I find out? Well, I'm going to give you some pages on Facebook that you can follow. First and foremost, the Australia-Palestine Advocacy Network. They are also on all the other platforms. They're on Instagram and Twitter as well. Find them. Look at what they've got going on. They tend to schedule and advise of upcoming rallies and such all across all of the states. There's also the Palestine Action Group in Sydney. 
In Adelaide, there's the Adelaide Campaign Against Racism and Fascism page and the Students for Palestine Adelaide page. If you're in Tasmania, there's the Friends of Palestine page. If you're in Queensland, there's the Justice for Palestine Mianjin page. And another one in Melbourne is the Free Palestine Melbourne page. So they're places that you can follow to find about all the different ways that you can contribute to the urgent campaigns needed to support Palestine against the brutality of Israel. Now, comrades, I want to balance out this podcast with my other uh, forms of creative output or production and activist output or production because juggling those, the sometimes significant anti-fascist behind-the-scenes stuff I do, which I can't really talk about, and actual work work so I can eat eat is sometimes rather difficult. So you may have noticed a slightly erratic release schedule this year. I want you to know I will now be doing the Pork and Feed the Birds podcast episodes as the occasion arises. Now that might mean more frequently than fortnightly if the occasion arises, but it also might be less. Remember that the fundamental gig of this pod began as advertising, exploring and encouraging actual IRL activism. I want to get back to that, and I don't want it to be to the detriment of my other work, for example, longer form video work that I do, or my articles and such. Because as you know, I do a lot of other things. On that note, my last video was a lengthy, long form one that I put a lot of effort into, a lot of thinking, a lot of making, on the cancel culture, Tom Ballard and Mark Latham. Go watch it. I'm pretty keen on it. I also, as I said, write fortnightly for Independent Australia. Please support an anti-fascist voice in Aussie independent media. Please. I do need that support from comrades. So I do need you to spread that voice around if you can. If you appreciate what I've said. Because I don't think there's too many other voices in independent media specifically saying the kinds of things that I'm using that space to say If you can ever spare a clam for all of this work, of course, luxury though that may be, you know where to clam me. I'm at patreon.com slash tomtanicky. I will love you forever. I mean, I already do, but I'll do so even more. I'll give you a big smooch. Now, this episode, I'm speaking to Zelda, a co-organiser of the Land Forces Disrupt, up in Mianjin slash Brisbane Way. It's happening on 28th of May to the 3rd of June. The event, The Disruption, promises to be loose, fun, anti-war, and fucking annoying to oligarchs. What more could you ask for? Stick around, comrades. Okay, excellent. Disrupt Land Forces is a builders of festival instance, a disruption to the upcoming Land Forces Expo in Brisbane. And that disruption is set to take place over the course of the expo from the 28th of May to the 3rd of June, which is really, really soon. Now, to tell me about the event, I have co-organiser Zelda Grimshaw on the line. Hello, Zelda, and thank you for your time. Hey, Tom, you're very welcome. Zelda, firstly, can you tell us exactly... What's the event? What is the Land Forces Expo? Land Forces Expo is a massive weapons fair. 
So basically all the um, major weapons companies of the world will be there as long as, as well as a lot of smaller um, military suppliers. And they're all there to try and get our money. So they're trying to sell their stuff to um, the Australian government and to other governments. Uh, so it's all public money that they're trying to get. Um, for their bigger, better, worse killing technology. Which arms dealers will be in attendance? Because like, so I was looking through a bit of a list of this um, people, uh, you know, and I noticed that we've got arms dealers coming in from all over the world. Who are they and what kind of horrendous conflicts around the world are they already helping to fuel? Well, wherever there's um, military conflict, wherever there's weapons, there's a company behind it making money from it. Um, so Australia, for instance, sells to Saudi and the United Arab Emirates, um, even though the UN's kept begging us not to. Um, so Australian companies sell weapons to um, to both Saudi and UAE, which are then used in the war on Yemen, which has been devastating. Um, so many civilian casualties and and people now starving because of the war. So the Australian company EOS, Electro-Optic Systems, uh, was sprung, selling to the UAE. Uh, I think they hadn't even gone through, like they hadn't gone through the proper channels, but the proper channels let them do it too. So EOS will be there. Um, other companies that we've focused on include Elbit, which are a huge Israeli weapons uh, manufacturer and they market their weapons as being combat proven battle ready and of course the proving ground for their weapons is the people of Palestine so those um, Elbit is a major supplier to the Israeli Defense Forces and uh, they're also they make a lot of spyware. So their spyware is used all over the world, including uh, to police the US-Mexico border. And their unmanned drones have been found in Myanmar. Um, quite a few Elbert weapons um, are, are, are being used by the military in Myanmar. Uh, we're also seeing Elbert weapons used by the Indonesian army, um, so against West Papuans. Uh, so Elbert's another one of the companies that we're focusing on. Um, Thales, who are a French company, um, Thales Australia export directly to Indonesia's armed um, special services, special forces, mm -hmm. Kapasas. So Thales Australia exports, um, you know, their sort of big ticket item is the Bushmaster uh, weaponised vehicle. And they export that directly to Kapasas, who then use it against civilians in Indonesia. Uh, Boeing, second biggest defence contractor in the world, um, and the Australian government's overall biggest contractor. So the, the, the largest supplier of anything to the Australian government is Boeing, and nearly all of that is weapons. Um, I think... Uh, I haven't got the numbers in front of me, but I think it's $22 billion worth of contracts wow. that Boeing has with the Australian government, and nearly all of that's weapons. So you'll find Boeing in all of the major conflicts, um, and it's Boeing helicopters that have been strafing uh, villages in the highlands of West Papua over the last month. Uh, 
So Boeing is one of our target companies and Rheinmetall is another. So Rheinmetall is a German company. Uh, they make tanks and all the bombs to go with them. Um, and Rheinmetall have a special partnership with the Queensland Government and they're running a special industry briefing in partnership with the Queensland Government at the Land Forces Expo. Um, Rheinmetall were around during the Nazi era, uh, made a profit from that, and they've continued making a profit from exporting terror from then until now. Uh, they've got a huge factory in Brisbane um, and... Yeah, special partnership with the Queensland Government. They're one of the sponsors of the Land Forces exhibition. But there's also, you know, BAE, uh, British Aerospace Engineering, Lockheed Martin, biggest um, defence producer in the world. All the big guns, so to speak, will be there. And so will all the regional defence ministers and trade delegations who will be coming to check out the new weapons and shake hands and make deals. And mm. So um, these are the punters, aren't they? These are ultimately the clients or the prospective clients. It's, uh, it's politicians, it's the Australian Defence Force and such, right? That's right, and foreign defence forces as well. So it's at these big arms uh, fairs that the deals get made. Um, so, I mean, one of our slogans is war crimes start in corporate boardrooms because it's these um, suited up guys whining and dining and shaking hands in weapons expos like land forces that initiate the terror mm. that is visited upon the forest defenders in the Amazon, um, sovereignty uh, protesters in West Papua, um, civilian resistance movements everywhere, uh, you know, the increasingly militarised police are, um, are harming people in, in Colombia, for instance. So those crimes all start in places like the Land Forces Expo. So we've got a bunch of international arms dealers and politicians coming to shake hands and discuss the equipment needed for you know future war crimes and deaths. And we know that they'll be there and we know when they'll be there all shaking hands and such. I know. The question is, Zelda, what do we do about it? What on, what on earth can we do about that? Well, it's such a great opportunity to speak truth to their power. I mean, normally you would never get near these people. Now they're all in one place at the one time and disrupt land forces. Um, we have a whole week of activities planned. So Friday um, evening we kick off with Light the Fire in Musgrave Park with First Nations storytelling. So uh, First Nations Australians um, suffered through the frontier wars and those wars mm. are still raging here and around the world. Uh, so we want to honour their struggle and experience and foreground that First Nations peoples are the ones bearing the brunt of militarism and extractivism all over the world. Yeah. Saturday all day we've got workshops on at Juggera Hall, uh, something for everyone. So if you're interested in research and sort of the more intellectual inquiry, um, what weapons companies are doing in our schools and universities, if you're interested in hands-on art making or if you're interested in theatre and theatrical disruptions, 
making noise. There's all sorts of workshops on all day at Jagara Hall. Uh, Sunday we do our first uh, weapons action and we've got more workshops on. Monday we're running a grand tour of weapons companies in Brisbane and um, more get-togethers at the hall. So Jagara Hall will be our kind of base of operations during the Disrupt Land Forces campaign. And then from Tuesday to Thursday, we will occupy the park opposite the Brisbane Convention Centre where Land Forces is held. So right across the road is the South Brisbane TAFE. Um, there's a really big park there. We're going to be in that park all day, every day, and we're going to be running lots of um, disruptive actions from there, trying to get in the way of these arms dealers. Uh, and the first big event is a major rally on the Tuesday morning. Uh, there are a number of groups who are collaborating on that. So we, we are quite a broad coalition. The campaign is made up of... Um, many different, I don't know, demographics, uh, yeah, yeah. and we're, so the big the big rally is on on the Tuesday morning, and then Tuesday afternoon we've got um, a rally with a focus on Latin America, and Tuesday's our from the front lines day. So Tuesday's the day we want to um, support First Nations and refugee mobilisations and really hear from people whose communities are directly impacted by war. It sounds amazing. Like, there's so much going on. I love the idea that there's workshops and such, that there's, you know, that there's something that people can, you know, something for everyone and that it's a broad coalition of people. So it sounds really exciting. Um, tell me, Zelda, what's your experience with the uh, Queensland state response at, at, at disruptions like this? I've attended um, my fair share of disruptions in the past, but, uh, you know, it seems to me that they often, while they depend state by state, they also depend on how how important the people are that the um, that the state are trying to defend. Um, can we expect uh, an aggressive response from the coppers in your experience? Oh, look, I hope not. Um, we've asked the police to leave their weapons at home, so um, we feel like we don't need the police to attend. Um, but if they do attend, we've asked that they leave their weapons behind. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of sad to think that we're paying for people to protect arms dealers who are basically initiating war crimes, but that they will be, some of which are illegal. I mean, Australia's involved in, in some amount of, of weapons trade that is against, you know, legal agreements, international agreements that we've signed and so on. Yeah. But instead of going and prosecuting and arresting people who are setting up war crimes, that they'll be directing their energy to stopping us because what the war criminals do is called business and it seems that business has some kind of right to be protected, whereas peace and people's lives, not so much. Um, but, look, I'm not really um, concerned about the response, Tom. I think we behave with, in good faith. We act yeah. in good faith. Uh, we are going to be non-violent, um, as in we are not going to cause harm to other living beings. Um, and so that's that's what we will do, what our conscience dictates, and it's up to 
members of the police force or security forces to do what their conscience dictates. Absolutely. You're acting on a you're acting on a higher purpose than any broken democracy that sends along state uh, you know, state stormtroopers to protect, as you say, arms dealers engaged in frequently illegal activity regardless. It's a very broken situation and we know we're doing the right thing. So I really appreciate it and I and I know everyone listening will want to attend if they're in the Mianjin or the Queensland area, uh, where can people find out more about the event? Our website is disruptlandforces.org and if you're on social media, on Facebook and Instagram, we are Disrupt Land Forces as well. So all of those three channels on our website, on Facebook and on Instagram, you'll be able to find out what's on and ways to contact us. Um, or you can just turn up to Jagera Hall over the weekend or on the Monday before Land Forces starts or just turn up to the park at South Brisbane TAFE any of the days of Land Forces and we will welcome you in. And I'd just like to add, Tom, uh, that we really welcome any kind of protest. So for some people um, that might be... Um, you're engaging in prayer or laying flowers around the weapons. Um, for some people, it might be, you know, stripping naked or swearing at the arms dealers. Um, we welcome everyone. So as long as you are not causing harm to other people or other living beings and as long as you behave respectfully with other protesters, um, then I don't want people to feel like, oh, you've got to be really argy-bargy and radical to turn up to this. We're... There's a lot of elderly um, Quakers involved in this, for instance, and who knows, they might be argy-bargy too and getting naked and swearing at the cops. But I'm just saying we're welcoming everybody and every, there will be a safe place for everybody. Of course, and I think, you know, it does, it's really important to mention as well because people don't, you know, it, it, for one, you're not policing the way that people express their their outrage or at least their disagreement. But on the other hand, you know, people don't even start out like that anyway. You know, you, you, what you want to know is that you can come along to a disruption for the first time and be welcomed and be skilled up. So um, it's it's good to hear that there's a broad coalition and that all, all types are welcome. Um, well, I hope that everyone gets down. I think it's really important and I'd like to think that it's even that it's that there's a broader cross-section of the community fortunately right now who are interested in this what with the um, recent brutality against Palestinians and, and the fact that we've been seeing dockers in uh, various parts of Europe and Africa refusing Israeli arms at their docks so you know we'd like to think that there'll be as many people coming along as possible um, but um, I, I really appreciate all your work Zelda and thank you so much for your time you're very welcome. Thanks for having me, Tom. And, you know, I've put the the keen-eared amongst you, all the Rambo fans amongst you, don't know how much of a hawk and feed the bird slash Rambo fan base crossover we've got going here, but the keen-eared amongst you would have noticed that the background music at the start and now is the, yeah, it's the Rambo First Blood theme song. Um, I get a bit of a perverse kick out of the idea of repurposing cornball army movie shit for the purposes of a land forces expo anti-war disruption and maybe maybe people should go there dressed up as rambo you know protest a rambo 
I don't know, maybe that wouldn't go down too well with the anti-war protesters. Maybe they'd be like, no, that glorifies it. But how much does it glorify it if what you're doing is participating in the actual disruption of actual warfare, you know, munition sales? Surely, you know, to take the to take to take the whole Rambo shtick off him and to go there in a bandana shirtless pouring the sweat um, would be would be a healthy reappropriation of war glorification icons like Rambo. Surely he's got to be good for something. Although that probably wouldn't be a good idea given the police presence here to go along with a model machine gun. You know what, I'm just going to stay out of the, the, any creative or aesthetic suggestions and I'm going to leave it to you, okay? Perhaps advise not dressing up like Rambo. I don't know. Um, but it's a pretty cool theme song, I'm sure you'll agree. Anyway, that's all from me. See you next time.